Hi, I'm Margot Rossi. I live in North Carolina. I have a practice in Asian medicine, focusing on lifestyle medicine, mindfulness, and movement, particularly yoga and Taoyin. And I'm Nick Pohl. I live in London, and my background is in Japanese hands-on healing arts, Zen, Shiatsu, and Seiki. And I teach courses in clean language and what I call body-friendly language. That is the kind of language that helps people to connect with their somatic intelligence and the, the healing resources that they find there. And what we're talking about today and inviting you to have a short experience of is this idea that the language you use with your patients can be as powerful a way of influencing their chi as anything you might be doing with your needles or your hands. So we'd like to share a story to illustrate that. A patient came to see me with a tight neck, which had developed over the past few months. I started by asking him if it was okay to settle himself in his chair and just to feel his way into the tightness. Then I asked him where exactly he felt it. And his finger drew a line down the left side of his neck along the pathway of the gallbladder channel. So next I asked, and is there anything else about this tightness? And he paused and moved his head slightly side to side. And then he said, it's like it won't let go. And I don't need to know what that means for him. I just listened to the words and offered that back with the same anything else question. And is there anything else about that tightness in your neck that won't let go? And there's another pause. And then, then he says, this is going to sound weird, but I get this image of an old fashioned hunting trap that's snapped tight shut and I'm in it. And is there anything else about that old fashioned hunting trap that's snapped tight shut and you're in it? And after a moment, he says, it's like, it's like it's got me, I'm helpless. For a few seconds, it was so quiet in the room. It's as if you could hear a needle drop. He wraps his fingers around his neck his eyes are closed, his lips slightly pressed together. I don't ask anything. I just wait as present as I can be. And then he says, I don't know where this is coming from, but it's like I'm in these woods and the trap snaps shut on me. And all I can do is lie here on the, on the ground, on the earth with the leaves. And there's trees all around me. So I ask and when all you can do is lie on the ground with the leaves and the trees all around you, then what happens? There's a long pause. Then gradually his whole left side starts to begin to lengthen and relax. And then he puts his hand on his lower ribs and, and he notices, I'm breathing much deeper now. And I haven't used any needles or even listened to his pulses yet, but already something has clearly shifted in his body and his chi. So I ask if that would be a good place to begin a treatment. As I put the needles into certain points, more images come to him. When we finish, I ask him 
what I always ask at the end of a session. And what do you know now about all that? And he brings himself back from that sort of free-floating state of awareness that patients are often in during the treatment. And then he says, I guess I have a choice. that The trap can stay snapped shut. I can just feel that tightness in my neck. Or I can relax into the, the earth and, and breathe deeper. And then the tightness in my neck just disappears. Hello, everyone. Andrew Sturman here. I've been working with clients in Chinese medicine dietary therapy for over two decades in New York City. My focus is beautiful, simple, delicious, and health-supportive home cooking. Good meals can be inspired by the strategies of classic herbal formulas so that each meal is infused with medical intention from appetizer to dessert. This requires an understanding of the energetic properties of grains, vegetables, meats, fruits, and more, and knowing which foods are moistening, drying, building, clearing, warming or cooling, as well as their directionality. I've organized these teachings in my two-volume book series, Welcoming Food, where you can learn this theory, practice it in your own kitchen, and love doing so. See the positive reviews and incredible testimonials from practitioners and patients who've brought this material into their own kitchens. Welcoming Food Books 1 and 2 can easily be found online, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting cooking tutorials, you can find me at Welcoming Food. Back to you, Michael. Thanks very much. So clearly in that example, getting grounded with the leaves and the trees and letting go was a resource for him, one that he was able to discover for himself. And of course, you may be very familiar with that kind of language, um, those kind of questions from training workshops, guided meditations. What we're talking about here is feeling confident enough to use those questions with your patients in the clinic, using their exact words, repeating those words back in a simple, is there anything else kind of question, and getting curious about the words they use without bringing any of your own interpretation to them. Yeah, and maybe these kinds of questions sound familiar from the 10 questions, but the intention is different. We're not asking as a way of formulating a diagnosis or making a treatment plan, but as a way to help the patient connect with their experience. And it's important to remember that language doesn't flow easily between the verbal mind and the feeling body. What helps that kind of communication is to be in an embodied state. The important thing is that to develop the skill of helping people to connect with their body, you need to connect with your own body, your own felt sense of being with this particular patient. For example, if you tune in for a moment, when you're feeling someone's pulse, or palpating their hara, what is your posture like? What's your breathing like? What's your embodied sense of yourself? And whatever you're noticing about that, we'd like to invite you to take that into a little embodied practice now. Yeah, so please, if you would, come to a comfortable seated position on a chair or on the floor. You can notice the earth is below you and you may become aware of a feeling of contact or pressure from the ground. Maybe that's 
at your feet, maybe on your seat. You can also notice that you're breathing and you might also notice that there's an outside and an inside. And notice if there's anything drawing your attention, a physical sensation or a particular place in your body. And maybe something draws your attention, maybe not. If there's nothing particularly drawing your attention, then just stay with something that that is obvious, like the, the feeling in the soles of your feet or the palms of your hands, just noticing what it's like there. Taking your time, being in that open, non-judgmental frame of mind. And whatever sensation it is that's drawing your attention, whereabouts is that sensation? And what kind of sensation might that be? Perhaps there's a tingle or a vibration, maybe an ache or a softness. Just noticing whatever comes and then asking, is there anything else about that sensation? And does that sensation have a size or a shape? Or a color or a sound? And that sensation is like what? Just taking your time to notice if an image or any kind of idea at all surfaces. And if you get an answer to any of those questions, when you're ready, just asking yourself one more question. What do you know now about all of that? Two basic misconceptions stand in the way of people feeling comfortable using Chinese herbal medicine, even as they are feeling more positive about acupuncture. They are concerned about safety as herbal medicine is an unregulated industry and feel herbs are not effective to treat most conditions. Blue Poppy is committed to meeting all FDA safety regulations. All of their herbal products contain minimal or no filler to maximize potency and efficiency. Their granules are carefully manufactured in GMP-certified facilities, and every batch is tested multiple times for pesticides, heavy metals, and microbial content at the manufacturer and by SGS Laboratory, a Swiss certification and inspection company. For over 20 years, Blue Poppy has made quality and safety manufacturing standards their biggest priority, resulting in exceptionally effective herbal formulas. Their years of experience provide you with the best possible herbs so your patients have the best possible outcomes. With free shipping and free dropship service on orders over $50, Blue Poppy should be your favorite place to shop for herbs. Use the code CHI2024 to receive 10% off Blue Poppy products on your next order. So gently, whatever you've got from your practice, once again, to feel your contact with the earth, noticing that you're breathing and letting your attention remain on the inside and also becoming aware of the outside. And whatever came up for you, maybe it wasn't much at all, maybe it was just some kind of clue or a hint, or maybe it was quite a clear or powerful image 
or idea. Maybe, maybe you've got a sense of how language can help us know more about what you're experiencing in the body in the moment. And when you apply this working in the clinic, here's another example. The other day I was working with a patient with neuropathy in his leg. And when I put the needle into a certain point, he said, ow. And instead of leaving it at that or doing something to the needle, I asked, and what kind of ow is that? He responded, it's as if my leg is coming back to life and it's quite uncomfortable. And when I repeated that back to him, what was important for him was to know that his leg could come back to life. I noticed that coming back to life is a metaphor and metaphor is a basic channel of communication between mind and body. Uh, a patient might say about their joint, it, it feels rusty or about their low mood. It's like I'm in a mist. And we just take those words literally and offer them back with that anything else question. Is there anything else about that rusty joint? Is there anything else about that mist? And the most important thing that that does is it allows the person to feel listened to uh, usually in a much deeper way than they're used to and to listen to themselves in a new way. The second important thing is that because you're only repeating back their exact words, you're staying out of your patient's space with your agenda or your own judgments. And a lot of those unconscious presuppositions that we tend to bring in to the clinic. Instead, you're inviting a clarity, which in itself has a certain alchemy to it. Yeah, and the third thing you're doing is is trusting your patient's inner wisdom. And that idea, of course, is common to many healing arts. But to tell you the truth, it wasn't until I learned clean language that I discovered how liberating it really is. It frees you as a practitioner from thinking that you have to know all the answers. For me, it opens me up to a kind of genuine sense of, of no mind or empty mind or clean mind, you could call it, a clean attitude that you bring into that space that you share with the, with the patient. Yeah, and because of the nature of clean questions, this is a trauma-sensitive way to work because it allows the patient to be in control of their process, that they can take charge of what happens. And it also works beautifully in teaching any kind of movement practice Margot, you were telling me about using clean questions in your yoga class yesterday. How did that go? Yeah, we had an extraordinary class yesterday. In fact, it left my usually very um, eager to share their experience or ask questions. It left my students speechless because um, we use clean questions to help explore the low back and the perineum. And it it really brought them into a very deep space inside themselves and was quite a revelation for many of them what they discovered there. So we hoped you enjoyed this little foray into the power of language and how it can help you build rapport and trust in your practice. And it can help your patients connect more deeply with themselves. And of course, we'd love to see you in any of the courses and classes that we teach online. 
So thanks very much to Michael and Geological for offering this. And thanks very much to you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, as always, for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community. Mm -hmm.